A very warm welcome and thank you for joining me on this new podcast. Uh, I thought I would include this intro or episode zero, whatever you want to call it, um, so you can learn more about me, learn more about this podcast, see if this podcast is right for you, and give a little backstory behind the idea behind the podcast and what's to be expected moving forward. So I wanted to start off with my story. So my name is Brody. I am a physiotherapist. I graduated in 2012. And about two or three years after graduating, I became a runner and just a recreational runner. I had a history playing basketball, but um, my sister decided to train for a half marathon and asked me to, to help her out or train alongside her. And I trained for, ended up training for a full marathon. And once I went from the full marathon, I decided to have a go at triathlons. And that's when I developed my first proximal hamstring tendinopathy. I thought I was quite robust. I thought I had quite a big base, uh, obviously just coming off a marathon, but the short, sharp kind of sprint work, going for a hard bike session, then getting off the bike and going for a fast run, obviously I couldn't handle it and started getting that hamstring tendinopathy. And it persisted for months. It started to affect my running pretty drastically. Uh, It started to affect my working, just sitting doing notes or bending forward, leaning over a treatment table whenever I had to treat a client. Um, But through like the right knowledge that I had and um, making smart decisions, I overcame it. I um, was back to pain-free, back to full. I I almost made a full recovery, you could say. However, I'd have suffered probably two or three flare-ups since um, and have successfully negotiated them, but they just keep coming up. Um, so I love working with runners. I, um, throughout that process started my own online physio business. I started what you might, uh, you might be familiar, the run smarter podcast. And I just wanted to niche down and really aim at working with runners because that's where I had a lot of passion and running was starting to take over my life. I loved it so much and just wanted to help runners as much as I could because I realized there was a lot of misconceptions and a lot of lessons that runners could take away that I learned. So just wanted to educate them as best as I could. And so um, the aim of that podcast was to bring clarity and control to every runner because once they're injured, they're not too sure what to do um, and they're not entirely sure what to do to prevent injuries. And so that's what the podcast and all my social media posts and things like that aims to do. And this podcast is no different. The The aim is still there to try and educate you the best I can, breaking down misconceptions, busting myths, but we've niched down specifically to this condition. So even though I tailor for runners, um, I through the online business, I started to get a lot of runners who had proximal hamstring tendinopathy. And there's so many running conditions out there but even just putting out the podcast and my posts, I was starting to get about 70 to 80% of all the runners that reached out to me had proximal hamstring tendinopathy. It was just crazy the amount of people would, that would come in. And the um, when I was posting, say, proximal hamstring tendinopathy podcast episodes, they would generate the most downloads. Whenever I'd do a a post on proximal hamstring tendinopathy on my social media and release it to the world, I'd get the most engagement. Um, It's full of 
people, like all the comments are just full of people are looking for answers. They're, they're misguided. They've heard contradictory information. They've heard to stretch or not stretch, run, don't run, um, rest, and provides a lot of frustration. And yeah, like you, they're just looking for answers and they may have had it for six months, a couple of years. I see the, the time, the timeline varies drastically. And so seeing that all these, this population based around this one condition is getting the most engagement and seems like people need the most help. I've decided to niche down even further and help uh, you guys out as best as I can. So hence this new podcast. So the podcast will consist of educational information. Initially, uh, there'll be a lot of episodes that I'll repurpose from the Run Smarter podcast of there's at the time of recording now, I have about 110 episodes from the Run Smarter podcast, but I have handpicked most of those episodes that are crucial lessons for you to learn if you are managing proximal hamstring tendinopathy. So I'll repurpose those episodes and then I have the plan to jump in at the end of those episodes if I do manage to repurpose some and just chime in at the end just to hear my takeaways that applies to proximal hamstring tendinopathy specifically. And so you'll also hear solo episodes from me. You'll hear interviews from experts. You'll hear some success stories from people who have managed to successfully overcome proximal hamstring tendinopathy. Uh, You'll see, I have the idea to start doing reviews of research papers. Um, So any literature review that's come out, uh, we'll keep up to date on the science and I'll just um, try and keep it as engaging as I can and uh, read out some of these papers and what the science actually shows. Um, and then any other ideas I have along the way, I usually come up with plenty of ideas. Um, so yeah, leave it to me and we'll see what we come up with. <laughs> uh, I have also created in the past a proximal hamstring tendinopathy video course, which is obviously the more visual component. And I'm always constantly adding content into that. So some of the episodes will be sponsored by the Run Smarter series and sort of promoting that hamstring course and give you the opportunity to buy the course at a heavy discount. So watch this space and have a listen for those episodes that are sponsored. And I'll also be self-sponsoring the podcast episodes with my online physio clinic. So you know that I am always here. You know that I do offer online tailored help if necessary, if need be. I know the online clinic, like my website and all the language that I use is tailored to treating runners. But if you have proximal hamstring tendinopathy um, and you are not a runner, I'd still be more than happy to help you out. I do see cyclists. I do see other athletes and non-athletes with proximal hamstring tendinopathy that have managed to reach out. Um, So don't be detoured if you go onto my website and it's all tailored for running. Um, Just don't be discouraged. I can still help you out. But it is my goal to provide you with enough clarity and enough education that hopefully you don't require my assistance. I always say it's best to try and um, educate those. And hopefully the way that I've structured this podcast, you can do all the research and do all the knowledge building yourself that you just don't need me. That, that, would make me super happy. So as long as you commit to learning and as long as you sensibly execute on what you're learning, that's definitely a big step. You can learn all that you can, but if you don't execute, there's no point. Um, So if you can do those responsibly, then um, hopefully you don't need me. But 
I do understand people do need um, some one-on-one work if they need that tailored advice or if they want to skip the queue and just go to the experts who want to um, you know, take that step-by-step process and just walk you through a tailored program. Um, one last thing before I sign off, um, if you love this podcast, if you're learning a lot and you see some progress in your proximal hamstring tendinopathy management, please, please, please recommend it to someone that you may know who is suffering from proximal hamstring tendinopathy or a community that you might have. Uh, spread it into the community as much as you can and let's get the right information to the right people. Okay, that's all from me today. Enjoy the next available episodes and take care.